0: Welcome to the Alcohol Rethink Podcast with me, your host, Patrick Fox. This podcast is for the guys out there who question the role that alcohol plays in their lives, Many who want to stop drinking and don't know where to go or how to start. We're going to cover all of that and more. Let's go. Guys, and welcome to episode 74, day four, to the seven days of sober challenge. In today's lesson teaching, you're gonna be finding out about how you can rewrite your story. What is a story? A story is something that or it's the, the version of our lives, right? It's like what we tell ourselves. And the challenge with stories are is they're stories, right? Like a lot of it is made up, a lot of it is misinterpreted, a lot of it happens when we're younger, and of course as we get older, like that that story changes, right, over time. And so you know, our stories as much as we want to hold on to them because they create this level of certainty. They might not be serving you. So in this day four of the seven days of sober challenge, I'm going to be telling you about how you can rewrite your story. Take care, fellas. Bye bye. So welcome to day four of seven days of sober. This is another great topic. I know I say that about every topic that we have, but I, I really think this one is as well. Now we're going to be talking about Jack and Ori time, and Jack and is another word for story over here in the UK, perhaps outside of the UK as well. I don't know. And um, and we have a story about ourselves. We have a story about alcohol, and it's kind of closely related to our thoughts and belief systems, which we looked at. But I just want to go into it in a bit more detail and look at the story that we tell ourselves and see how that shows up in our lives. Because what we want to do is find out what that story is and we're going to rewrite it. So here we are. Here is the world. (laughs) I tried to color it in and the more I tried to make it look nice, the worse it got. So apologies for that. But it is, in fact, planet Earth. This is a little... What are they called? Like a little space station that just goes around and around. around. Completely irrelevant. And there's the moon as well. And the reason why I've got Earth here for you is because we have over seven billion inhabitants on planet Earth. Human ones, at least. And each and every single one of us has a story. We all have a story every person on this planet, over seven billion different stories about who we are and how we fit into this world. We all have a different lens, if you like, of how we see the world around us. Yet we all share exactly the same planet. Yet we've got seven billion different stories about it and about ourselves. So the story we have about ourselves, we quite often, unintentionally or unknowingly, perhaps, We accept it as a fact. We accept it as true. And as we go through life, we learn things about ourselves. We learn things about the world and we start internalizing them. And we think that this is just how it is. And we base a lot of our lives around it. We have our our values in life, the things that are most important to us. And what we do with our values is... That's how we choose to live our lives. So what we deem is important, that's what we strive towards. So the story that we have in relation to our values gives us the human experience, life experience that we all have. So the story we tell ourselves, if you go back to I think yesterday or the day before, we were talking about how what we believe either is denying our experience or it's creating our experience and it's exactly the same for our story that we tell ourselves. We have a story whereby we're either limiting the life experience we have or we are growing from it. Actually Carol Dweck is an American psychologist and she's written a book called Mindset and it's a really great book actually. It's not directly around alcohol, but it's completely transferable. Anything you read in there, you'd be able to use as well. And in that book, she talks about having this idea of having a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. Now, a fixed mindset is where we are static. We just literally take what we believe as fact and we don't strive to move forward with it. And then we have a growth mindset where We raise awareness of something that we're thinking and recognize that it doesn't serve us. And then we think about the opportunities that exist outside of it and what we can do to start moving forward towards them. And with all stories, stories are always, always made up with words. The language that we use is absolutely everything. So the way that we speak to ourselves the way that we listen to ourselves really shows up in what we do in our life. Now, this is me as a child. I I did actually have hair as a child, but in this image not. As I was growing up, I had these experiences, right? Like I was growing up and things would happen in the world. So I had my parents, the influence I had from my parents, both different, you know, they got divorced from a young age. So then we, I live with my brother Like, all, and I had a younger brother. So all of these things like start building up onto our story. Then our family, siblings, then we also have the friends that we start meeting. We start telling ourselves story about those. If a friend at school decides to reject us one day, they don't want to be friends of anymore. We start telling ourselves that perhaps we are not worthy or that people don't like us. And as a child, we internalize that. And then as we grow older, we hold on to that, but we are not conscious of it. And then we find that in through relationships, we kind of keep repeating the same patterns, right? But it stems back to our experiences from younger life, not necessarily just as when we are children, but all through growing up. Also, there's society, there's culture, the environments that we're brought up in, they all kind of are telling us how we should live our life. I'm reading a book, I'm not sure where it is, called Untamed by Glennon Doyle at the minute. And it's absolutely fantastic. So that's two book recommendations. I should get a little Amazon affiliate link. (laughs) And in the book, she tells us about how we grow up, especially in Western culture. And like we get the message of what it's like to be a girl in terms of how you should look and what's acceptable to wear and what you, you need to do in order to get partners, right? And then we have this story we're fed about what it's like to be a man and that men shouldn't show their emotions, that men should just be the providers. They should get on with it. And of course those narratives are changing slightly, but for a very long time, that's what we were kind of conditioned to believe. And we still are in some parts of the world. Or well, even now, even in our cultures, we still are, but I do believe it's changing slowly. The more that we become awake, the more conscious we are of what's going on. Now, those narratives that we get given, they all play into the story we tell ourselves. And there's this particular part of our brain, it's called the RAS or the Reticular Activating System, and it's a bit right down uh, towards the lower part of our brain. Now, we get information when we are, uh, like, just even now, this very moment, I'm getting, like, I can't remember if it's millions or billion, billions of bytes of information, right? Like, my brain can't process all of it all so what it has to because there's so much information so what it does is it's developed this system in the RAS where depending on what information I deem necessary it's either gonna delete information it's gonna tell me that that's not necessary we don't need to know about it it's gonna distort it so just so it's more memorable it was gonna just generalize it and and the reason it does all of that is because our brains prime for survival right So we, depending on what our story is of the world, what our belief systems are, what we value, what we think is important to us, our brain finds evidence to support it, to prove it true. And that's where the reticular activating system comes in. Like just a good example of that reticular activating system is, uh, imagine you were going to buy a new phone, right? It's brand new or it would just be coming out and you speak to your friend about it on the phone. That night, you're watching telly, you see an advert for that phone. You think, oh, that's funny, I was just talking about that today. The next morning, you get your newspaper, you're on your way to work on the train, you open it up and there's that new phone again. You're like, oh, there's a phone again. And then at lunchtime, you go out, you walk past the bus stop, you see a big billboard with the phone on. You think, this must be a sign. This must mean that I'm supposed to buy this, this phone, right? But really what's happened is your brain has taking this information, it's deemed it as important because you've been speaking about it. And now it's on the lookout for where it sees evidence of that. Where will it find that information? And then we start spotting it more and more and more. And the reason why this is relevant to this talk today is because this is what happens with alcohol. The story we tell ourselves about drinking, the story we tell ourselves about us not being able to stop drinking, for example, or how drinking is important to us being filtered through this process all of the time. We're always seeking evidence. So remember when we were looking at our why, all of those reasons why we drink, the brain is continually looking for them, whether we like it or not, because we just haven't got it to that stage where we trained it not to look for them. So denial, denial of our story. We say sentences to ourselves and we believe they're true we think that's just who we are, right? So let me, I'm just gonna give you a few examples now. So when it comes to alcohol, you say, I just can't stop myself. Or another, another one that I've noticed today in the group is that I've got no off switch. People believe that's true. They think that they haven't got an off switch, but really that is a story that they've told themselves. And every time they tell sells that story and they have a drink, they then have to prove it true. That's our RAS system, right? The reticular activating system. Then we say things like, it's just what I do. Like, this is just what I do. I go to a party, I have a drink. I go to a wedding, I have a drink. Think of any occasion that you go to with alcohol and it's like, it's just what I do. For, for going to the airport, right? Going on holiday, getting up at four in the morning, being in the pub at five o'clock in the morning. It's like, it's just what we do, right? We're going on holiday. We always have a drink before we leave. We justify it other sentences that kind of deny our experience if we allow them is like i always do that or i never do that these types of sentences are super limiting they 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 deny because when we're denying there is no option outside of these we don't open up possibility we don't open up awareness for a different angle or perspective of what's going on like we're stuck in our story right we just think that's who we are other sentences are, I couldn't do that. So perhaps you thinking about doing seven days of sober, you look at your past and you're like, no, I couldn't do that, That, that I can't do that. You believe it, you think it's true. But the only reason you think it's true is, is it's because the story that you've sold yourself on. And then you might identify yourself with just like, I'm just a drinker. Like it's just what I do. This is what I used to think. It's just like, yeah, I just, I just like to have a drink. It's sunny, I like to have a drink. <laughs> you know, like any occasion, there's a re- you had a reason, you had a story as to why it's okay. Those stories are in fact beliefs. And what else have we got? It's in my genes, it's, it's my family history. We think that because our family drunk, family members drunk, that that must mean that we drink. It's not true. My dad was a drinker, his dad was a drinker, you know? I was a drinker, but now I'm not. It doesn't mean that I had to continue that tradition of drinking. That's just the, because of the conditioning and the environments that they grew up in as well, right? And then also, it's who I am. All of these types of sentences, right? These are where we identify. We think this is who we are. We tell ourselves this is who we are. This is the label that we give ourselves. And when we live by labels, we have to prove them true. My label was that I used to drink quickly, I was, too, I was pint per minute pat, right? I had to be the first to drink my beer so that I could keep up appearances. A lot of it's kind of ego driven sometimes. So we deny our experience, we think these things are true and they don't allow us to look at other options. Now what happens is, is that what we've done is we've created a habit loop. So think back to yesterday, we were talking about what triggers are how we get triggered to drink. Now, we think we get triggered to drink because of something happening. We think a stressful day at work is the reason we're triggered to drink. But the reason we're triggered is because of what we're thinking about it. That's what triggers us. Now, I'll just remind you of the process, right? So a life event happens. We have some thinking about that event. That creates a feeling for us. So if the kids are stressing you out, your thought is, I deserve a drink after the hard day of looking after kids that creates the feeling of desire or an urge to want to drink and then what you do is you take action on that you have a drink because you justify the reasons for wanting to have a drink and what we do is we end up having the result of having a drink so the result always proves our thought right i I need to have a drink the result is i have a drink what we do is that rewards the brain then we've told the brain that this is a this is what happens when we follow this particular process we close the loop we've created a habit loop we've reinforced the story that we tell ourselves we reinforce the belief that we have about ourselves so this applies for all of these as well right so when you say i can't stop myself you feel out of control or deprived So you have a drink and the result is you can't stop yourself you've given you've told your brain this is the reward we get when i think that thought loop and this applies to every single one of these when we tell ourselves we can't do something or that it's just not us we reinforce that belief we reinforce that story and then we try and actually get other people to buy into that story as well we we almost, we are, we're like victims. We want other people to say, see that this story is true. We try and get other people to join us in drinking, which is what I might have used to have done. We try to get people to do things on behalf of us because we say, oh, I can't do that. It's just not what I do. Rather than thinking about how, well, how can I learn the skill to do this? What's possible? What do I need to learn in order to do this? We know about stories, we know where they come from. The key thing is here is like not to judge them, just to raise your awareness, like to hold the story lightly and then just question it. Ask yourself, is this really what I wanna believe? Is this truly what I think uh, who I am or would I love to find out a different way? And so often we're wrapped up in the story believing it's true that this, this process doesn't even seem like it's a possibility, but it is. So we've got to look in order to create a new story about ourselves. The words, the language that we use with ourselves, has to change. It has to change. So we need to use new words. We need to instead of saying things like I can't we say I can or I'm willing to find out or I'm learning, you know, like we have to flip it. We have to turn it into a positive which opens up possibilities. And then when we do that, it will make us feel different. It will change the emotional state that we have. When you do it often and you practice it, you will literally feel yourself feel different. When you begin to believe it, you will really embody that. And then what happens is is that you take new actions. You will do something different instead. You won't believe your own bullshit. So five steps for you to be able to create your own story about yourself and alcohol. One is you've got to find out what that story is. You've got to start raising your awareness, which is why doing the workbook that is supporting this training is going to be really useful because it's going to help you to write down on paper what's going on in your mind. Remember, we have over 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day. Most of those are unconscious. When we put pen to paper, it releases them. It's like opening opening a, a tin can, right? It just allows everything to come out. When we do that, we stop the pressure and we let it come out. And when it comes out, we approach it with compassion as always, right? And then just notice that this is what I'm telling myself. Is this really what I want to tell myself anymore? Is it serving me? And then number two is curiosity. Ask yourself, is it true? Is this story about how I can't stop myself true is this story about how I can only how I can't stop myself having more than one drink true is it true that I am I'm just this way that this is this is who I am question it and then think about what would you like to think about instead what would be a better way to think about it for you then number three is You've got your awareness, you've got your curiosity, and now I want you to look at it from an observation perspective rather than the identification perspective. So when you say a sentence like, I'm lonely, just notice that that is an identification. An observation would be, I feel lonely, right? Even though you feel lonely, it doesn't mean you are lonely. It's just the thought and the feeling that we're applying to it. When we identify as I'm all alone, we think that's who we are. So it's really important is to, to understand where you're identifying and then to approach it as an observer. And this is where we have to become the watcher of our mind, like to think about it from a different perspective. Number four, once you know what your story is once you've questioned whether you want it in your life anymore once you realize that you can have a different observation a different perspective of it then you have to start living and breathing your new story telling yourself i can do this i am doing this i was always able to do this you know sentences that are going to want to inspire you to stop drinking and then number five is that's going to lead to transformation. The more that you live and breathe your new story, the quicker you're going to get to transforming it for good. So just some things to consider as well along the way is that you've got to anticipate setbacks. Now, often when people want to stop drinking, they think that they'll stop drinking and then they'll never think about alcohol again and they'll never have a drink again. And then after a day or two, they're really confused and upset why they keep thinking about alcohol. Expect that because remember we've been training our brains to want alcohol for such a long time We've taught ourselves in so many different situations that we need alcohol as a way to cope as our mechanism, right? So expect that story to still be there and then just have compassion for it. I had a story the other day where my partner had moved around the knives from the cupboard to the drawer and i knew she'd done it i was there i even helped a little bit and then later that evening when i went to cook dinner i kept going to the cupboard to get out the knives remembering that they're in the drawer and i did it about five or six times and then for a the, the week or two afterwards i kept going to the cupboard instead of going to the drawer this is exactly what happens when you're trying to change a story about yourself when you're trying to create a new habit for yourself your brain has being so efficient at the old way of thinking, so efficient at the old way of doing, that it's gonna want to go back to that way. And it makes sense, right? So instead of judging ourselves, instead of being shitty with ourselves about it, just accept that that's gonna happen. And when it does, this is when you go, oh, isn't that funny? That's me recognising that this is my brain wanting to do its old thing and know that you don't have to. You don't have to make it mean anything about you. You don't have to let it reinforce your story that you can't stop drinking, which is why it's important to practice. So morning, noon and night, when you wake up, start telling yourself, I can do this. I don't drink alcohol anymore. I no longer want this in my life. What? Ever it is that is going to, all those little whys or the big whys that we've been working on, right? What are those? What are they that you need to tell yourself in the morning? How are you going to rewrite your story? Tell yourself in the morning, look in the mirror. Tell yourself at lunchtime. Tell yourself nighttime before you're going to bed, especially if you've gone morning to night and you have honored yourself, if you've lived by what you want to say, reward yourself, congratulate yourself, I mean reward in terms of celebrate. Be proud of what you've done. I am doing this. You know, now you've got evidence of doing it. This is you supporting your new story because we are the creator and the destroyer in our lives. We are able to create what we want and we can destroy what we don't want. And what I mean by destroy is like destroy the old story, create a new story. Because our lives are 50-50 always, in the same way that we can create and deny, we can uh, create and destroy, you know? We can do hard things, which is a thing out of Glennon Doyle's book, so definitely check that out. We can do hard things. It's not always going to be comfortable, but it was never supposed to be comfortable, and it's not comfortable drinking now anyway. You can do this. You've got to change your story. Start thinking about who it is that you are in the future. What is it that you say to yourself in order to get there? Okay, awesome. Another day, another training. Amazing. So let's have a look. Let's have a recap of what we've gone through today. What can you take away from this that you're going to be able to implement? So first thing is like we all have a story. Don't have judgment about it. Don't have shame about it. Just recognize that we get a story from a young age that we internalize, we forget that we've got and it shows up in our lives. It's okay. Everybody has it all around different things, right? Not just alcohol. And we get to change that story. And remember, it's always a choice. What we tell ourselves is always a choice. Saying I can't do this is a choice that you're choosing. It's a a sentence that you're choosing to believe. It's a story that you've got evidence for from the past. So you think it's a fact, you think it's true, but really it's not. It's just what you're choosing to believe. You can also choose to believe that I can do this. You know, it takes as much energy as to believe you can do it as it does to believe that you can't do it. But one feels considerably better than the other and gets you the result that you want. Then you've got to raise your awareness. So as I say, I think writing Is a really great way to start getting awareness of course working with someone like myself a coach who's able to ask you questions and see what's going on in your mind to help you to understand it is another great way but even therapists you know counselors speaking to your best friend just being able to verbalize to contextualize what's going on in your mind and then to understand that It's there to protect you, but it's also holding you back. It's denying your experience. It's limiting you with that story. And then get to work. Rewrite the script. Who is it that you want to be? You don't even think about, you don't have to think about who you are right now today. You can think about who is it that you want to be in the future? What do you need to think in order to be that person? What's a story you've got about that person in the future that you can bring into the now? It's actually incredibly fun, but the trouble is, or not the trouble, that is entirely the wrong word, <laughs> but the thing to remember is, it is gonna take a lot of practice. It's gonna take more practice and it's gonna take more practice. The reason why is because it's like learning a new skill. Telling your, believing a new story about yourself is learning a new skill. Because remember, we've already taught ourselves another skill in how we think about ourselves. Now it's time to teach ourselves a new skill about how we want to think about ourselves. Create that new story. All right, fantastic. That is day four. There is a workbook that you should know about by now that's going to help you. There's a few questions to kind of like unravel that wool in your mind. All of those tangled threads. You can start pulling them apart and to understand what it is that you're thinking. Thank you very much for listening and I'll see you again tomorrow for day five. Imagine six months from now, you no longer had a desire to drink. No more thinking about drinking. No more fear about what you're going to do without it. That's exactly what my program offers. No more fear, no more blame, no more doubt. If you're interested in working with me, visit patrickjfox.com or book a consult using the link in the show notes. Until next time, bye-bye.